I can't take it anymore. Welcome to another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast. And we are excited to have you tune in to our podcast. We believe that every one of us has the potential to conquer the mountains in our lives. We strive to help our listeners overcome this by providing words of encouragement and life-changing testimonies from those who have conquered their mountains. Tune in and enjoy the journey. Hey, Gracepreneurs, thank you for coming into another episode of the Gracepreneur Podcast. And in this episode, I have a very special guest. He is, man, he is an author, a speaker, a motivator. This guy is filled with life. This guy is somebody who you want on your corner. I know I do. I mean, let's go on. <laughs> you follow his social media, you want to just take over the world. <laughs> so here we go with Travel C.W. Lynch. Dude, thank you for coming on to our show, man. I really do appreciate it. I know you're in California. It's a time difference over there to here. Um, I was, we have a scheduled time for 1 p.m. Thinking that 1 p.m. is all over the world, but forgetting it's much earlier over there. So, you know, thanks again for being here so early in, in you know, from California when I really do appreciate it. Um, I'd love to start off our podcast with a question that I generally believe that it's relatable to entrepreneurship. And this question is, if you could have one superpower, what would it be and why? Definitely not that particular um, question, but something similar, you know, and not to get too religified or not to get too, you know, politically correct, man. But honestly, right. I like to honor the question and to and to answer it honestly, man, if that if if I had one superpower, it would be the ability, you know, maybe like a magic wand or some or or some pixie dust you know, or something, but I would love to be able to just touch a person and have them be able to completely accept themselves, just wow. completely accept themselves. Wow. That, that, that's my heartbeat, man. That, that's what wakes me up at three in the morning. So if I had a superpower, I would be able to touch you and you instantly, completely, authentically, holistically, absolutely accept yourself so that's it that's it that's it man that's not something to to live with i mean dude be honest, I'm transparent in this podcast. I lived with that at that age. I mean, I've attempted in my life. I've, you know, so many different things because I just hated myself as well. Not easy. So for somebody to say, I would love to have a superpower where I could just change that. That is just like, this is a world changer right here. He is not <laughs> just an entrepreneur and a speaker and an author. He's a world changer because that is just thinking of others. I mean, wow. Can you imagine the world? Like, what would you think? What do you think the world would be like if more people, if not the whole world, was just in touch with themselves like that?
And what I mean is if, if we lived in a world where people completely accepted themselves, we would not have crime. We would not have murder. We would not have poverty. We would not have social injustice. And this is the audacity of what I'm saying. I believe that we project our own self-perception, meaning the way I see me is the way I'm going to project or I'm going to relate to you. If I accept me, love me, appreciate me, approve of me, then I'm going to only project that out toward you. So how can I rob you if I accept me? Wow. How can I murder you if I accept me? Wow. How can I how can I do you bad? How can I do you wrong? How can I look for ways and scheme and plot for your downfall if I'm projecting the way that I see myself? I think that all of these things are rooted to the original fall, to the original sin, to the original overlooking of ourselves. And so if we overlook ourselves, then we will overlook our fellow man. And that is the root to everything that we're seeing going on. with my family at a very young age and the man that had a pistol to my head I was like eight years old and and the man that had a pistol to my head you know he was like I was asking questions I was in South America I didn't know better I'm just saying whatever to be said and I was like why are you doing this in Spanish and the guy was like you know when you need money you do whatever you got to do and he said it was such a like almost like you could hear like a disappointment if I could remember anything that night like it was just like if he was disappointed to say that and I'm like man as I'm an adult now, I wish I could, it's odd to say this, but I wish I could run into them. And, you know, wherever they are in life, I wish I could run into them because it's just exactly what we're saying. Like, I imagine the, the, the self-love that he lacked at that point that caused, led him to do something, you know, of that heart to that degree. And that is so, man, I definitely appreciate you for such a word of encouragement. That was just powerful. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so let, let's get a little bit into more details as to what you do. So you're an author, and prior to the episode, we spoke a little bit about two of the books that you've written. One of them is, um, what is the last one? The second one that you wrote, That's what's the name of that one again? What is Enough? Okay, I know that I want to I wanna get a copy of myself very soon because it's just, I mean, not only the cover looks cool, <laughs> but it's such a good question. What is Enough? The, the book is entitled What is Enough? And the subtitle to it is How to Lighten Your Load and Find What Makes You Happy. Um, and so all of those words are, are very strategic in their form. But just to summarize, what is enough? What is enough? If you look at the book cover, there's no, you know, period. There's no exclamation you know, uh, mark. There's no question mark. Is this an open-ended? Because we wanted to take an approach to say, what is enough is the question that we're all asking. Yet, and you got to get into the book. You got to get the book to get this. It's also the answer to itself. It, it's a question and it's an answer to the question. So what is enough? What is enough for me to accept myself? What, 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 how much do I have to do? 
How much do I have to achieve? How much do I have to accomplish? Um, how much notoriety do I have to have? How many likes and tweets and 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 thumbs up and shares do I have to get on on social media? Um, how much money do I have to have in the bank before I'm happy? How many you know people have to like me? How many people have to accept me? So it fits in any individual's context, but they're asking the question in their heart whether they realize it or not. What is enough? Because at the end of the day. Again, going back to that original sin, that original fall, that original, as I like to call it, overlooking of oneself. Um, we're always pursuing something outside of ourselves to fulfill the void that is that is within. So it addresses this question: What is enough? What what more do I have to do as a father to be enough for my, you know, kids? What what? You know, what is enough? How much more do I have to do to, you know, as a husband to be enough for my wife? What what must I do? How much is enough? What what more must I do as an individual to be enough for society or as an employee to be enough on my job? Right. And so it takes on whatever context you may uh, be experiencing in, in your own life. But then here's the gym. Here's the here's here's the answer to that question. What is enough? What you are is enough. See, I focus on the what of humanity. There's three levels of humanity. There's the who, the the how. I'm sorry, the who, the what, and the why. Right? And so it's what you are is enough. What you are makes you enough. And so just as a quick little sample, one of my core beliefs is that we were created by our creator. So if I said, Ronnie, you are the creation of our, of our creator, right? You are, a, you are a creation. Well, the fact that you were created says a lot about you. It says that you existed in the mind of your creator, so you're an idea. Mm. You're the image, right? right? God said, I, hey, let us make man in our likeness and our image, right? So if you're the creation of a creator, then Ronnie, that says that you are the very image. You're the, you're the very get this, the imagination, right? You're the very intention, right? You're the very innovation of your creator. So what you are makes you enough. You're asking the question, what's enough? What's enough? What's enough? You, what you are makes you enough. End of story. I was just like, whoa. I'm like, okay, let's see. Let's see. I believe just by seeing the content that Travel C.W. Lynch puts out there, I'm like, man, this is going to be powerful. It's going to live up to it. And already, already it's there. And I love it. And I appreciate that. And it's true because, you know, we live in a generation where that's like something that I encounter very often. It's just people telling themselves. And, you know, in all honesty, I'm going to be real. Like, I've even caught myself in a, in a situation as well where it's like, Am I enough? You know, am I doing enough? Is that enough? Enough, 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 enough. And it creates these anxieties and this anger and it just creates chaos in our lives. So it's true because when we're reminded that, hey, we're enough, you know, because God has created us in his likeness and all that stuff. When we remind ourselves constantly of that, that's when like your life just transforms, you know? And that is, wow. So you guys got to read his book. I mean, 
I'm excited now. I'm going to be a geek right there for that one. Right there. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What inspired you to get into this, you know, the walk of an author, the walk of an entrepreneur, of a of a leader? I mean, is this something that, you know, in the faith, have you always been a, somebody of faith? Have you always been somebody with entrepreneur spirits? Or was that something that came along through a journey of, you know, just life life experiences? something i just the first 23 years i believed that i was worthless right I, I i didn't believe in myself or that my life represented or meant much of anything because of circumstances and and the situations um and the things that i you know experienced growing up um but i came to the lord in um uh 2000 uh when i was 23 actually um but my background the reason that I do what I do today is because of my background. So I I always point to three pivotal points um, in my life. One was the fact that I grew up um, overweight. And so I grew up as 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 the fat kid, right? And so because you're the fat boy, um, you don't get axed out by many girls. You don't get included into certain groups. You don't get to hang out with the quote, cool kids. Um, and so that played a big role in beating down on my idea of self, you know, self-worth, self-value. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing was I didn't grow up with a father uh, in, in the home. And my mother was, um, for as long as I could remember, addicted to crack cocaine, um, alcoholic. And, you know, when I seen her, she was always a part of a very abusive relationship. So I saw men abuse my mother, tear her down, you know, physically beating her, um, you know, just nightmares as a child, you know, being in the next room over and hearing your mother being called out of her name, thrown up against the wall. Um, and so that tore me down because when you look at your lineage or that which you've come from, you say, well, my dad, he don't want me here nowhere around. My, my mother, she don't care nothing about herself and look how she's allowing men to do her. And so that then reflects on you. Um, and because of that lifestyle, you know, I was subjected by the age of, of 13, I was I was sexually molested. And so again, just another blow to my self-esteem by by men, you know. Um, and so anyway, man, my laundry list goes on and on um, in terms of the reason that I specialize in self-worth. I I always tell people, you know, I I I I preach self-value because I know what it means to not have any. I know it's, <laughs> yeah i preach self-value because i know what it means to not have it like none wow. you know and and so kind of fast forward man one thing that i always like to try to get out whenever i'm being interviewed or just just having any conversation is what i want people to know is that at the age of of 18 um i chose i chose to drop out of college with a full ride because I had no value. What was my life anyway, right? Why go to college? By 19, I was a homeless house hopper for two years. I slept on floors in cars on the back of people's porches. Um, but by the age of, I think it was around 19 or 20, man, um, I had a gun put to my head. I was being robbed. 
And the guy set me up for a robbery, but this is the kicker to the whole robbery and the whole setup. They were robbing me for a bag of marijuana, weed, whatever you call it, you know, who's ever listening, <laughs> whatever street slang you use, weed, marijuana. And it was a $120 bag of weed, man. It was an ounce of weed. And I just purchased the ounce of weed and I put it down in my pants. And these cats set me up. They took me through an alley. Um, they jumped out the car and two guys from either side of the houses um, jumped out. And I had my window rolled out because it was the summertime. And these cats, man, ran up on me with rags on their face and they put a gun to the side of my head. And so it was at that point where that's when looking back, I knew I had no value because that guy said, give me what you got. So that told me he knew what I had. That At that moment, I knew it was a setup. So there was no pretending like I didn't have it or, you know, trying to come up with some story to try to get out of the situation. I knew he knew what I had and he knew I knew <laughs> what this was. I, I told him no twice. And on the second time, he pulled the trigger. And I heard the, the hammer of the gun pop back. And all I can say, man, is by the grace of God, nothing came out because growing up in the hoods that I grew up in, you're not going to pull the trigger and let me know that there's no bullets in the gun. So I believe with all my heart, man, was that that gun was loaded and he intended to blow my head off that day. $120 bag of weed. So he's off the hook. He's he, he's crazy in his own mind. But what I reflect on is I was willing to die. $120. Something that I was going to smoke up. And I did smoke up just hours later. So when I look at that, you know, look back at that, man, it's like, if I can find people who in their own life, in their own context, they're dying for something that's worthless. You know, I have a story. I have, I have a life that I could have never imagined or, or dreamed of at that age today. And I'm saying there's other people that are today where I was 20 years ago. And, and, and I want to be a contribution, man, to, to help them see their value. Wow, that was deep, man. And, you know, Grace Preneurs, as we're tuning in and listening to, to his story, his life, it's powerful, man. I mean, you know, I love having people with stories like that on here, with testimonies like that on here, because it just, it's just not a testimony for you just to hear. I mean, it's, a, it's an example, a perfect example of somebody who persevered. You know, I mean, countless of people I've met who have gone through similar things, worse or not even as bad, you know, nowhere near as bad as, as he has experienced. And their life just has become a life where they're strung out with drugs and or in jail. Like somebody very, very close to me, you know, he's locked up and he's not going to be able to see my kids born or any of that stuff because he's allowed his, you know, surroundings, his past and all stuff dictate his outcome for his future. But here's a perfect example of somebody who didn't allow that to dictate his future. I mean, he's a man of influence. Again, follow his content and you'll see it itself. I get pumped. I'm like, yeah, let's go. I got to like this video because it's just good. And that's why he's on our podcast because I know his story is just, I felt it in my spirit. I felt God is like his story will change a life, will change lives. So that's why he's on here. Grace Reneers, no matter what you're dealing with, I don't care how severe it is. I'm going to be sounding a little insensitive here. I don't care how severe it is. You could still overcome it. Okay? You could still be better and above it because God is with you. All right? 
you could conquer those things, those mountains in your life, and you could achieve, you could achieve so much more. It just takes that mindset, it takes that faith, it takes that depend being dependent on God. And wow, I am like, oh man, I, this is this is great. So now, you know, let's let's get back into this. Let's get back to before we get sidetracked because I'm just like <laughs> out of <Sure>. wow right now. <laughs> so you're you're you know you're you went through these experiences and because of this experience the byproduct of it was you getting into you know faith was getting into writing these the books you know being somebody who's dedicated into making people better you know leading people to a better place and i appreciate that because a lot of people need that there's a lack of that and we in people need that especially amongst the younger generation i feel like it's very much needed you know so you started with that and you, you're getting to the books and you're also a speaker correct Okay. Were you always somebody who speak? Because I know myself, like even doing this podcast, it catches me as a surprise because I used to hate speaking in front of Oh, right. (laughs) No, man. You know what? That was another, that was another one of those pivotal points actually, um, was that by the age of maybe around seven, because seven was when I started to like gain weight. um, Because I look at pictures when I was like six or seven and I was a skinny kid. So probably around eight or eight or nine, but in grade school, as I was, you know, also gaining weight, I began to stutter. And so um, that's another reason that I'm so passionate about what I'm doing and why I share the love and the grace of God so, so passionately, because only God would take someone who, like yourself, you know, I was terrified to read in public because I could barely get a sentence out. I definitely wasn't walking up and introducing myself or talking to many people. Um, I was a kid that hated when, you know, called upon in class by the teacher. Hey, you know, read, you know, chapters one and two out loud for the class. Or, hey, come up to the front of the class and, you know, explain to the class this or that. I, I mean, I was the one that either had to go to the bathroom, I put my head down, anything to avoid being called upon. Um, but obviously I was bullied. I was picked on, made fun of like, like no one's business. Um, because again, I didn't fit in. I wasn't like everybody else. If there was a classroom of 20 people, I was the one out of 20 that could barely speak. So only God, man, would take someone who stuttered and was totally afraid and ashamed of speaking in public. And, you know, in 2008, I was called to the ministry in 2011. I became an ordained, you know, pastor for my church. Um, and now I've been preaching and teaching since 2001, man. I, I had my first sermonette, uh, 2001, a 15 minute sermonette on the life of Jesus. And, um, a associate pastor at that time came up to me after I shared, I had never taught, never spoke, never preached anything. He came up to me and he said, Travail, you are a teacher. And, you know, many times I tell people five words, it takes five words to change your life. Because if you take the sentence of put your name there, I am a, and whatever you put in that fifth you know, spot, right? Like take your name, Ronnie, Ronnie, you are a, and whatever you fill in that blank is going to make all the difference in the world. Because he said, Treville, you are a teacher. And you know, from the Bible there, that's a, that's a spiritual gift to be a teacher. But then, you know, over the years, God continued to fine tune it, right? You're going to be a speaker. You know, you're going to be my, you know, as I like to say, I am my creator's communication channel, right? I tune into the frequency of heaven and I allow God to, 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 to fearlessly flow, right? His word through me. So 
he only God can take somebody who did not want to speak and could not barely speak to being someone who now um, loves no place more. I love no place more than to be on a stage or to be before a group of people and sharing God's love um, and 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 just sharing His grace, man. So, no, I have not always been a a speaker. <laughs> God. To a lot of that, man. Honestly, I really can. I mean, even the schools, I was like, and, and a lot of times the odd one out, you know. Um, you know, it, it came around when I started hanging out with people who were in gangs that started changing, you know, changing things around. But prior to that, I was mostly like to myself, you know, I wasn't into fashion. I was a big guy, you know, bigger guy. Uh, people used to call me Buddha because um, back in the day, I used to do uh, a lot of street pharmacy stuff, you know. And I was bald, had chinky eyes everywhere I went, you know, so they're like, okay, big dude with a belly, chinky eyes, Buddha. Let's call <laughs> but yeah, odd one out and all that, man. So I could relate to a lot of this stuff. And, and it's intense because even as an adult, I mean, for myself, you know, I definitely have come a long way. I'm not in the same place. I'm by far, two kids coming, you know, beautiful wife, you know, life that's changing. I, I'm grateful to God for it because I never would have expected any of that. You know, in reality, I should have been a f dead a few times. But I'm here. And, you know, it, it's just crazy because even at times, you know, those things from the past sometimes try to creep back into your life. You know, I don't know if you ever deal with that, but like sometimes thoughts are like, it's like the enemy just like comes in and whispers in your ear, like, you remember that time? You remember when you were there? You know, so I know you probably experienced the same thing, even though you're, you're living above it. As is, as is evident in your stuff, what would you say to somebody who's living, who's dealing with that, somebody who's constantly trying to do good with themselves, better for themselves, but it's just the past seems to come and creep in their head and just try to try to kill the positive in their head? Mm, yeah, man. <clears throat> that's so interesting that you said that. And, and that's why I, I love God, because I think he I know he aligns things um, in in seasons and even moment by moment man i was just meditating on um a concept for um uh some content that that i'm going to produce later on uh today actually um around truth versus triggers truth versus triggers and um i definitely do not claim to be a licensed psychologist or no <laughs> a i don't know a fraction of what you know, true sites know, um, and I and I respect them, you know, far too much to try to uh, imitate or try to teach on that topic. But I do work with a mindset coach, and one of the things that he's taught me is that we that we live with triggers, things that are pre-existing within us because of things that we've been exposed to over time, and there's been belief systems that have been developed about ourselves, about society, about others. Due to those uh, due to those experiences, those emotional, highly emotional experiences, so they've been you know ingrained in us. And what happens is is that we try to make a change, we try to do better, and someone says something like, for example, I no longer consider myself a stutterer, but at times you know I still stumble over some words or I still have difficulty starting up a sentence, right? Okay, now someone can come along and say, oh, man, you stuttering, dude. That that could and it has in the past triggered something in me. It takes me emotionally back to when I felt horrible about myself because I was afraid to talk. Now, here's now here's the deal. Here's here's the 
advice, right? Here's my answer to that question, what I would tell somebody. What they said is not truth. It's a trigger. What they said was something that triggered something that is deep within you that you can now surrender and submit moment by moment, day by day, hour by hour to the grace of God. And what you do is this is the way that you live that out. My truth is I am a communication channel for my creator. I no longer see myself as a stutterer. That is not what I am. What I am is the creation of my creator. And I am his communication channel. So when you say, oh, man, you're a stutterer, I can acknowledge what you're saying. I can acknowledge that that is bringing up something within me. But now I can consciously choose, Okay, that's a trigger. That's something that I'm feeling that I'm experiencing, but that does not have to be my truth. And I am now consciously choosing to continue to walk in what I've now been told and revealed to by my creator. Why? Because I respect the fact that my creator is the only one that can determine what I really am. You didn't make me, so you can't make me. Woo! You didn't make me, so you can't make me. I'm, oh my God. Well, <laughs> I need to write that down because, man, you didn't make me. Say it again. freedom, kingdom authority, and all this stuff like that. And he loves to talk about how, you know, based on a book actually called Switch on Your Brain by Caroline Leaf. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's just it's just so important. It's such a pivotal part of our life when we change our mindset to those things, when we tweak our perspective, when we look at things different, like you you the way you look at stuff essentially. I mean, if you're if you're if you feel like you're in a hole right now, once you change that mindset, you're gonna see the hole being patted down with dirt and you're going to be coming out of that and that that's really much it so you know you do that as you do that as well so you got into that you were inspired um you know you have this mindset where it's just like really just like what we stand for which is we are more than conquerors you have that mindset of a conqueror i conquer those challenges that come in my life and time might be coming to a short but i want to extend a little bit because i want to get into more details for our grace printers so one of the things that we like to share with our grace printers is this we would like to ask you as a guest two to three, what we call life conquering points that will help our listeners transform their lives. So what are two to three points that you believe that every single person should live with in order to dominate their life? Oh man, that's an awesome question, man. Okay. So I can answer that one easily, man. Cause I, I love, I love practices, man, that prime our perspectives. Um, because I, I believe that every day that we head out, we are bombarded with things that try to condition and try to just misalign our perceptions about ourselves. And so I, I call these primers. These are things that I do each morning that in a sense prepare me. Right. So think of them like this, um, draw this, um, analogy. If you've ever painted a house before you put the main coat of paint on, right. You have to put on some primer because when you put the primer on that prepares you to now take on the actual coat of paint that's going to be displayed to the world. So, so these are things that, okay, because we know who we are in Christ, 
I practice these primers so that when I go out for my day, you know, I'm I'm already coded. I'm already prepared to display to the world who I know that I truly am. And so one of the things is self-observation. That's number one. Self-observation. One of the things that I try to teach people to really home into is that we've been conditioned to always look on the outside of ourselves for internal fulfillment. What I've discovered is that just as you look out, like like right now, I'm looking out my window. When you go outside and you simply observe life, God has created and fashioned everything in life to be in perfect harmony. And so when you look at yourself, you can begin to observe the perfection in which God has created you in and out of. Meaning we practice fault finding when we interact with the world. We can easily find fault. But through self-observation, I'm saying when you when you look at yourself, you can begin to see the beauty in that which is already there. So I always tell people, always tell people the greatest form of self-development is self-discovery to discover what's already there. See what's already there and you will never need to add to yourself, right? We, we come into this world to give, not to get. We, we are to be allocated, not to be, you know, you know, focused on accumulating more. We should be focused on allocating more of ourselves. So number one is self-observation, taking time each day to quiet yourself and ask God, show me the beauty that I through your love and through your grace can behold of myself. It is the beholding of one's beauty versus fault finding. Cause you're going to find enough fault because you're going to start comparing yourself to Instagram models. And you're going to look at outside your window and see somebody jogging down the street and you can, you can compare yourself all day long. But if you quiet yourself and with intention, God, I want to observe and see the beauty that I am able to behold within myself. That's the first thing. The second thing is um, to really conquer things is is to um, seek what you are versus you know even who you are and why you are. Yeah. In our society, there's so much content: books, seminars, commercials media do you or you know who you are and why you are you know find your purpose in life one thing that i would always encourage people is to ask yourself and to pray to god reveal to me what i am and when and when i discover what i am here's the gem of discovering what you are it's just like a car i am a motor vehicle that means that i have a capacity to serve. I am then confident in my ability to serve. I am then clear in my ability to serve because we were all created to not simply make a contribution, but to literally be a contribution to the betterment of our society. If you want a purpose, that's your purpose. You are a contribution. And if you know what you are, then you're clear, you're confident in your capacity to serve other people. And through your service to other people with a genuine and a clear heart, man, you're going to find that fulfillment. You're going to find that happiness. You're going to find that peace. You're going to find that strength that you need to dominate your life. Wow. 
That was, wow. That is so good. You know, whoever has been, uh, you know, let, let's take this back a little bit. For those guys preneurs who have been tuning into our show, we probably have noticed the pattern where, you know, a lot of these leaders who have come on have pretty much spoken about the same thing. And I love the way he put it because it's, it's in so much detail. And it's a remind, it's a true reminder of how important it is to do that. It really is. You know, it starts, it starts here, right? Like, I mean, it really is important. So with that being said, man, again, thanks again for sharing that. I know that for a fact, for a whole fact. I don't have that for a whole fact. I'm going to change lives. So I want to leave off with one more question before we give up, you know, we go ahead and start closing the, the show. Um, if you were to run across a younger version of yourself, okay, or even yourself as a, as a younger man, what is one piece of advice you will give to yourself and why? Yeah, um, I would advise me to weird way man through that there was this underlining rebellion and anger right so I would lash out and I was so violent and I was so arrogant and I was so I was so angry that I cut so many people off that I did not spend a lot of time listening or taking good advice or good counsel I was just very I got it I know it you know, to heck with everybody else, this world, you know, it's like, I literally took on that whole Tupac. It's me against the world. And so, yeah, man, that would be the advice is consider, because back then I didn't read books. Now I'm here at my desk. I've got books everywhere. You know, you wrote two books. Yeah. It's like, you know, so it's like, I was just so cut off, man. And again, that was that because of that fear, that anger, that resentment, all of that junk, man, it just made me so isolated. So I would tell myself, man, consider the wisdom of other people, man. Wise counsel. Open yourself up. Listen to other people. And I guarantee you, I mean, because God has graced me to be and do some phenomenal things. But I know I would be much further if I would actually listen to people. Yeah. now doing beautiful things because they told me all this stuff but it's, it's crazy how that works like in a similar way i was so angry and and so down and just so many things were in my head that it just prevented me from taking that and christopher man i mean if you're listening not if you're listening as you're listening if people give you advice you don't want to take advice from anyone let's start with that you can't just take advice from anyone you know people might have the right intentions but it might not be good advice the way I was taught and the way I see it is that you want to take advice from those people who are in the place you want to be, who are in the way to the place you want to be, because they could share experience with you. That's such an important thing. 
Don't allow your head, yourself block you from, from really taking something that can launch you forward. No. So that being said, again, man, I appreciate you being here. You guys heard it from him, the man himself, the author of two books, a motivator, okay, who y'all got to follow. And I won't give out his, his information because he's going to give it on himself. So if people want to find your books, follow your Instagram or any of your services that you might provide, how can they find it? All right, man. Um, everything is I am the possible. I am the possible don't forget the the because a lot of people say i am possible i am possible you know it's like no man you got to put the the in there that makes the big difference um because again everything is about to what you are and you know that that's why the the is there because i am you are we are the possible you and your possibilities are one and the same yes man so um i am the possible uh across all social media platforms um and yeah, that, that's where you'll find me. Uh, website, IamThePossible.com. So, um, you know, I did a lot of, I, I, you know, I even have a great testimony just about acquiring that that uh, trademark. But um, yeah, everything's been branded and uh, trademarked across uh, the uh, internet. So uh, just one word, you'll find me. I am the possible. You guys heard it from himself. Hit that follow button. Get a, grab a copy of the book. I mean, you, you can't go wrong here. This guy is the man. This is the gracepreneur right here. <laughs> this is an example, another example of what a gracepreneur is. You know, the grace. I want you guys to actually, I want to share this with the listeners. I haven't shared this at all. But uh, gracepreneur is not a brand. It's not just a podcast. You know, unfortunately, yeah, we had a name, the faithpreneur. And we had to change that because, you know, just things happen. But we're grateful to be able to use the gracepreneur now. And I want this to be an identity. I want people to be able to look at that who are entrepreneurs, who are people developing ministries, who are people who are just taking bold steps. Just know that you're a gracepreneur, okay? That you're walking in God's love. You're a gracepreneur, all of you. This is an identity. And right here, we have a perfect example of what a gracepreneur looks like. And I appreciate them very much. So, gracepreneurs, thank you for tuning in to another episode. You heard it from the man himself. I'm Ronnie with the podcast, with the gracepreneur podcast. Take care. What a powerful message. And we pray that this content impacts your life. Do you want more content from the Gracepreneur podcast? Great. Check us out at www.thegracepreneur.com and follow us on Instagram for more updates on our podcast, blogs, and new music. Take care and never forget that you are more than a conqueror. Time to unpack, fun fact.